<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekend on Fleek, our Halloween, Halloween edition. Special. The Halloween this is special. like it's like fun size. It's not mini size, but it's fun size. It's not like full size candy bar. We say that we'll talk for two hours, and this will be a mega sized. No, we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our Halloween special. And we wanted to do something a little bit different. And we also wanted to do something Halloween-y. So we thought, what is the most frightening, the most scary, the most gut-wrenchingly terrifying thing that we could watch and discuss? Many things were brought up, mm. but only one thing clawed its way to the top. And that was? And don't forget that. And that was Cats. Dun, dun, dun. Memory. So we watched Cats. And somewhere in the bowels of the internet is a now lost episode where we spend a few minutes discussing what we thought Cats was going to be like before we watched Cats. We don't know what happened to it. It's gone. Clearly it was not meant to be. So Damn, and- that, that happens for real in my life. So I think that this is going to be better than what it would have been before. There you go. So we can hope that we will, we will do better this time around. In brief, I think we both kind of were, were going into the film. No one was saying, oh, I think this is going to be great. I think it's a hidden gem. Um, we both were we're pretty sure it was going to be spectacularly bad. Um, Although I think we had different reasons for that feeling. Um, And to be clear, neither of us is particularly keen on the source material, the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. um, Particularly keen. That's like, I don't know. That's like proper British uh, politeness, whatever, (laughs) for what is actually... I'm um, seething underneath. For me, in a way, it's 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 pretty pretty avid dislike for um, and I like Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's the composer, the generator, originator of the source material. Besides T.S. Eliot's Book of Cats, where he mm-hmm. poems to explain each of these characters, and I like me some Andrew Lloyd Webber done right. However, when it's done wrong, it's very painful and you are scratching your head the whole time. And so that's my experience with cats. My, uh, to go to the other source material, which is T.S. Eliot, I am quite fond of T.S. Eliot. Um, He's written some of my favorite poems. I think he's very talented. These poems do nothing for me. Uh, Of all of the things I've read, these are the most skippable and the most to me, meaningless things that he's written. And I'm sure someone out there is going, how dare you, sir? But that's how I feel. Um, So it'll be all right. But uh, so that's how we felt going in. So so now we're going to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Um, How did you... What were your what was your primary feeling walking away at the end of this film? Okay, <laughs> so um, 
you know, there's like different levels of, of a Halloween costumes because this is Halloween edition. We got to stick to those metaphors. There's different levels. There's like uh, genuinely frightening. There's like um, hoochie mama, you know, wear barely wear any kind of clothing. There's like costume you get in a bag. Um, and I was prepared for the scariest possible costume. And I have to say, it was like kid costume in a bag. I left the first time. I watched this one and a half times. I left the first time looking around um, at the room and who was in it, uh, that being my roommate and my dog. Um, <laughs> I'm sure your dog did not approve of this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's pretty much thumbs down on cats, but um, no, I enjoyed it so much more. And actually, if I'm being honest, that is lined up with what I thought was going to happen really in, in uh, the dark recesses of my soul. <laughs> because <laughs> that was a Halloween laugh, Rich. Um, because I don't like the source material. We've already gone through this. The stage show is so muddled by the design, it's so dark. Um, the music is so uh, so influenced by the time period it was written in. And the, I mean, I love a good dancing show as much as anybody else, but the choreography is so confusing that the storyline becomes muddled. You don't know who anybody is, even though they spend the entire time introducing everybody. You don't know who anybody is. You don't know what's going on. But all of a sudden in this, in this world on the screen, um, I understood what was going on. There was a plot, there was a bad guy, there was a good guy, there were good guys, um, and there were all kinds of cats. And um, some cats I liked more than other, other cats, but I would say on the whole, I was pleasantly surprised. And it made me feel really bad for, uh, the director and producers and all the people that worked really hard on cats and all those people that have been hating on it since it came out like you know what it's one of those things that you you're ashamed to to like because you're gonna get canceled or whatever like we've canceled lots <laughs> sure cats is one of those things we canceled i think it was one of the first things that got canceled in this contemporary culture that we're living in so anyway that should not have been canceled. It should have been like, hey, this is this is the way it was meant to be seen with the weird, creepy CGI and everything because that's just the way this show is supposed to go. You're supposed to see these human-like animals, these human-like creatures, and that's what you see. And yes, it's weird, but it was meant to be weird. So there you go. I like, I like weird. I like weird. Go figure. Well, you know, this... this Broadway show, what I think is one of the longest running and one of the most profitable that's ever been put on. And so there are obviously a great many people out there who uh, have a fondness for this very strange uh, production. And so I, and watching it, it's, so as I watched it, what I thought is first off, very talented people doing their best, but this thing is just too, it's, it's not, it's not working for me. It just does not work for me. And there's, there's obviously talent at play, 
but the CGI for me was was not well done. It took me out of the element rather than bringing me into the story, which is what you want from CGI if you're going to do it. If you're going to bother spending all that money, then have it be something that immerses the viewer rather than detaches the viewer. And I felt detached because it did not, it, it never rang, because it, it, it's not supposed to look real, but it never even rang right. It, it felt wrong. It was that uncanny valley feeling for me for much of it. Um, the music, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll highlight this one, with magical Mistopheles, when they chant that frickin' chant for the 50th time and my brain starts to fracture because I'm like, oh my goodness, Mistopheles. Can, can we not have had a, like a second theme, Weber? That's just, yeah. I mean, I was so sick of that song. <laughs> And the worst part of it was, is that it stayed with me the next day, you know, I'm at work and I'm going to, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh my gosh, it's in my head. You know, and so I, uh, a lot of the music did not work for me. Um, there, there were performers that were fantastic and who did a great job with the material that they were given. Um, and then there were performers where you were like, what, Taylor Swift was in this movie? Oh, yeah, she was for like <laughs> three minutes. So that Not sounds that she good. did a bad job, but there's just this kind of uh, almost like, hey, that was an extended cameo there, wasn't it? Um, and they talked and, it up so much. Um, yeah. That sounds like a good segue to what is actually weak about the film. So like like beat it with a with a baseball bat Richard what is weak about the film for you okay besides, beat it with a baseball bat um, you talked about plot and I will grant you that compared to the Broadway show it probably had a clear plot but to me the plot was incredibly muddy there's no real progression there's no real continuity it's jumping from story to story to story without any real solid through line your main character is basically a blank slate with no real personality <laughs> and your uh, characterizations are done by talented actors and yet executed poorly. Uh, you've got great performers like Rebel Wilson who can be hilarious. And yet as I watched her in this thing, I was like, no, no, don't do it Rebel. I will say, I'm going to butt in and say this, because she was one of the people that I'm like, she could really steal the show. Really could. I was underwhelmed um, in general by her. However, when I watched it the halftime today um, in preparation for this, I watched her part and I laughed out loud twice. Um, watching her physical antics, like she was jumping up onto a counter and she missed that, I laughed out loud. And I usually don't laugh at things like that, but because it's her, she she's she's a solid comedian so anyway go ahead the only part that i laughed out loud at was when the cat came into the room and found ian mckellen licking milk out of a bowl mm, yeah. that i laughed and i laughed hard and i enjoyed that three seconds of film immensely um so that was that was a that was an on fleek moment for that you. was an on fleek moment um 
And and if I had to give fleeks, I would say you've got some really talented actors who are doing their best. Judy Dench, um, what a trooper. You know, vocally, I mean, she's not a, a gifted singer, and yet she imbued that character with all of the warmth uh, that that she could. Ian McKellen does a great job. Idris Elba, I mean, the man could read a phone book, and and I'd watch it. Oh yeah, and he basically did. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the, the cast is 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 by and large there. Jennifer Hudson made me feel the only kind of profound feeling that I felt through the whole thing, just by singing "Memory." I mean, she's she's just that good. Um, and you know, we recently reviewed a film of hers, um, "Dream Girls." And when I when I watched her in this versus that, I thought there's the same power, there's the same clarity of performance, there's the same vocal brilliance, but you you've not been given any real time to flex those muscles in this production, and and that's less about the director, and that's more just about the nature of the story. It jumps from character to character to character. It's a little showcase. And that, and and because of that, you never have any depth, or at least I don't depth of identification. It's not like I walked out going, "Oh, you know, that that um, McCavity, he sure was a a bad guy." No, I, he 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 showed up and made people disappear a few times. Who cares, really? Who cares? Well, yeah, that's true. Who cares? For absolutely, and I I love Idris Elba, but the character specifically who cares it doesn't it doesn't matter well who cares about the whole bloody story i mean it precisely precisely with the exception of jennifer hudson right walks on and immediately you have a sense of her past and what she has experienced by her facial expressions Mm -hmm. by the inflection she uses when she sings her powerful vocals carried by that emotion are just unstoppable and we knew that going into it again, she was going to be the force. Sorry, we're just into the on fleek. She's it. Um, but in that moment, I did not see her as a cat. I saw her as a person. Right? Like, I'm not thinking to myself, oh, yeah, that poor Tabby who got beat up by all the other kitties after she went off with McCavity. I saw her as a human being. And that's not what I'm supposed to be doing, I assume. I <laughs> I'll agree with that point. I because I the, these cats are supposed to be human, humanoid, human-like, um, enough that you can identify with some, you know, have the emotional connection. Why else would he spend all this time introducing you to all these characters? I mean, it, like it's a cat. Okay, fine. Next cat. Um, no, these are cats that you can identify with. There's the dancing cats, there's the funny cats, there's the jellical cats, there's Grisabella. You know. What is a jellical cat, by the way? They Jellic- also repeated that about 80 bajillion times Jellicles without ever explaining what it. Jellicles do, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Jellicles need to do? They need to get eaten by a dog. No. Oh, snap. Um, so, yeah. So, so can I jump in here with, uh, with my, with my uh, week? My week. Because I can spend all day talking about J-Head. And I probably will come back to her point. Okay, so um, yeah, so so my week is the storyline still, and let's go back to Angela Weber and the story. What he did was took that book of poems and he, you know, read all this 
music for each one. And it makes me think of Wagner. If you if are familiar with Wagner and his uh, work with opera, he he designed the concept of light motifs, and that's like a, a certain set of uh, a sounds. It's a melody for each character, each thing. Right. This is kind of like uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm gonna get whatever knocked down for this watered down light motif uh, narrative. Mm. Not with music though. It's with it's just with concept, and it's it is it is so watered down and so not likable because you have no real emotional connection to anyone, with the exception of Grizabella, and possibly I can't even remember the character that Ian McKellen plays, whatever his character is. That theater cat. The guy, yeah, the theater cat. Is it Gus? I'm looking. Sure. <laughs> yes Gus the theater cat I was right yeah. <laughs> so with, with the exception of Gus because you can feel his age you can feel in the, and I mean that could be attributed to his you know acting prowess and brilliance but I mean that's that there okay so cats in general you do not have to be a brilliant singer to be in that show you need right. to be a dancer and you need to be an actor with the exception of Grizabella needs to be a powerhouse vocalist. She's the only one. When there was a voice that was like, kind of, that was unique and you know had some training, it was like, oh, like, you know, light from the sky. And it, it you know, it was like momentarily, uh, you know, soul quenching to you. Um, so like, if you're going in there going, oh, you know, it's a musical and I'm gonna be filled and you don't have that emotional response in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a weak point, but that has nothing to do with the production. It has to do with uh, with what was originally constructed. And again, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber does it well. It's amazing when it's when it's bad. It's bad. Um, so uh, speaking so what's, of what's the fleek for you in this? I mean, so, I mean uh, one more one more thing. Okay, one, one thing. more I'm week. Because the CGI did not bother me because I knew the CGI was going to be weird, and like it didn't take me out of it enough because I already. I already don't like the show. Right. So, so to me, it was it was just like, okay, what next? One thing I want to bring up from the uh, the lost episode that I brought up, which is the cat sphincters. So, <laughs> in the original cut of this film, the director Tom Hopper wanted the cats uh, and the cat actors to be anatomically correct as possible and apparently that included the cgi addition of cat sphincters onto the actors as they performed and so somewhere out there there's apparently a cgi cut with uh, these poor actors running around where you can see their cat butts um so i'm i'm truly grateful that someone came and said tom um let's lose the cat butts please can we can we not do that um that spared me from from that um yeah and and i get what you're saying and and i think when if we had to criticize this film i think the primary criticism would be that it's bones its origin point which is the musical and the poetry they're just not our thing it's just not our cup of tea yeah for sure It's, it's yeah Definitely not. Definitely not a cup of tea. Um, so yeah, I'll, okay, I'll switch into um, Don Fleek. 
we've already mentioned Grizabella and that's, that's, I mean, that's it for me. She, she's emotional and you can feel it. It resonates in your soul. I was, she made me cry. Mm-hmm. Where's CGI? And so you took um, offense to that CGI and like, she didn't see a cat. You saw a person cause you know, it's J-Hud. But to me, it's like, even as a cat, she can make me feel that way. And I didn't even really care or notice the weird CGI on her because again, she took us, she took us there. She took us to that emotional connective place. And I appreciated that from her that she did not dial in a performance, you know, phone it in or, you know, whatever it, it was Grizabella, but it was J-Hud's Grizabella. Um, she sang the notes, but she sang them like, like herself so it was a, a whole nother layer and spin um there were some other ones that were that were pretty decent uh, we didn't talk about week really as far as performances go but taylor swift at eh, bye um i thought she did a good job singing but i mean but why it doesn't it, like it just is yeah. as inconsequential as anything else in that she basically tees up a big intro for um McCavity. Idris Elba's character and and then she's gone that happened with several people that I'm like you know those people are talented people why do I not care about this like Jason Derulo and, mm-hmm. and he does sing for a couple of like glorious seconds but for the most part it's like what is even going on and like snore um and I I really do like him is and as especially um so that was disappointing to me um and a good a good number of people as well with uh, james corden up there too was like eh. yeah i I've, i felt like he was the, the this film was a disservice to him and his talent yeah yeah sure he you know he he plays characters for a living absolutely That's yeah well in short let's see how can we uh, um how many uh bowl or what how do you measure catnip how does one measure milk you could do bowls of milk catnip the 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 catnip she was throwing at everybody sprays of catnip i don't know sprays of catnip that sprays of catnip okay so out of uh 10 sprays of catnip what are we giving our uh, our view of cats? I'm giving 15 sprays of catnip to Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> and I'm also I'm also spraying some on Robbie Fairchild who played Monkey Strap. I also didn't Mephistopheles. Mm-hmm. I have to think about it every time I say it because I want to say Mephistopheles. <laughs> that would have been a whole different show. Yeah, that would have. But it might have been more interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but oh well, I never was there. No, do do it. <laughs> Terrible human being. It's my, my little Halloween gift to you. Mm. Um, so anyway, but uh, the rest of the show, I enjoyed it much better than the stage show. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> mm. Okay. So four out of 10 sprays of catnip. With the exception of j Hud, who gets 15. Right. So, um, you know... <laughs> My initial instinct was to pile on with this and to really, you know, just kick it when it was down. 
But for all of my gripes on it, I do have to acknowledge the talent that is present. And so rather than giving it like a zero or a one, I shall give it three sprays of catnip. And that is pretty much all down to actors that were great and did what they could with the material that they were given. Um, Cause the show itself, I'm just, I, I, it was doomed from the start. So, so there we go. That uh, is our, our frightening Halloween special. If you want to uh, get whacked out during the Halloween uh, season, don't watch cats. Watch, or watch cats. Uh, maybe that's your thing. <laughs> maybe. Perhaps. <laughs>